Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental Family, welcome back. This is the love edition. The love episode. Happy Valentine's Day, beautiful people. For today's podcast, we had the beautiful Nicole Dominguez, the creator of Mevolve Coaching. She is a beautiful soul with a brilliant soulful healing mind. And she brought such a awesome balance to this conversation on all things dating and conscious relationships, being single and what it takes to really cultivate relationships that empower us to be the most expansive, beautiful, healing, healing version of ourselves on this life journey. We answered a bunch of questions that you guys sent in on Instagram. We almost got through all of them, but we didn't. So we will have to do a part two. That means if you guys get any questions that come up from listening to us, send them through. You can email them to community at prettymental.com or you can DM us on at pretty mental official, or you could leave them in the YouTube comments. So yeah, pick your so- poison. So fun to have you guys be a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Definitely want more of that. Mm-hmm. And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open ourselves up, calling in our higher selves, opening up our hearts fully opening up our throats, allowing all communication to come through, allowing all messages to come through for the highest healing of ourselves, our community, everyone they come in contact with and for the highest healing of the planet. We call in the energies of love, the energies of an open heart, the energy of intimacy, of connection, the energy of flow, We ground, we surrender. The portal is now open. Hello, sisters. Sister, sister, yeah. (laughs) Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, Nicole. We have a special guest with us today who you guys heard her on one of our podcasts. Um, Nicole, welcome back. Hello, ladies. I am so honored to have this space with you and to see what comes through. Yeah. So today's podcast is because of Valentine's Day. 
I think this is airing on Valentine's Day, actually. It is. So happy Amazing. Valentine's Day, beautiful souls. Beautiful happy Valentine's Day. We're <laughs> sending you so much love. So much yes. love. Yes. Go outside and kiss the sun. Kiss the sky. Yes. Kiss the earth. Kiss the mirror. Yes. <laughs> kiss the mirror. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So today we thought it would be fun to have a bit of a just an open dialogue slash roundtable of all things relationships, all things being single. We collected some questions from you guys on Instagram. So if you're not on Instagram yet and engaging with us, follow us at Pretty Mental Official, Pretty Mental Official. And yes, okay, should we begin? And then also, if anything just pops in, any downloads or any channeled messages, you guys, Paula and Nicole, just whip them out. <laughs> hey, Sounds good. We ready. Okay, so let's start with... The first of all, I am single. I feel like this is, I don't know how relevant is it relevant to say everything relationship is relationship status. Yeah. Before before we went on this podcast, we we're like, how is this conversation <laughs> going to go? We're just diving in here and letting it flow. So everything is super relevant. We're like, what's everyone comfortable with? What's everyone not comfortable with? And for the most part, we're just really wanting to be open books here. And at the same time, because we're getting, we're touching on such personal subjects, love, literally like the makeup of the universe and intimacy and social connection, intimate connection. Um, yeah, just got to yeah. be careful. But anyway, I'm single. <laughs> well, it's, I love it that it's airing on uh, Valentine's Day because for those who are single, it's single awareness day, right? So oh, yeah. that's how they, they, perceive it so I think this space will be I'm single too so it'll be a beautiful space for you know the gift of singleness mm -hmm. and what that really means for a conscious <laughs> being you know yeah the uh, sacred time I'm freshly single too <laughs> like I'm not just gonna stay silent while everyone goes around <laughs> um but yeah freshly single right in time for Valentine's Day so, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with because I know that a lot of people are held back from making transitions in their life because of certain times of the year, certain landmarks, holidays, gatherings. A lot of people, this is not, this is a pretty common thing for people to procrastinate on ending relationships or going through transitions because of these societal landmarks. And I just, I, the way that I like to live my life, I, every experience that I go into, I want it to be as authentic as possible. So if a situation is not aligning anymore, regardless of what the rest of the world is doing, my soul demands that I lean into my authenticity. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. They used to have a segment on the Burt show for all of you. OG pretty mental listeners. You know that my obsession was the Burt show. They're a radio station in Atlanta. And it would all, they had many questions on when is the right time to break up when you were getting close to holidays or special, special holidays, whether it was an, an anniversary or Christmas or Valentine's day or what. And a lot of people had fear over that because they, they thought they were a bad person or that it was wrong to break up right before Valentine's day or right before, you know, I still want a date to go home with for Thanksgiving or something like that. And it just feels like, and I get it. I understand if you want to hold on to it for a little bit longer, but it does feel like an, it's more aligned with fear than what you just said, the authenticity of embracing what is and honoring your heart and where you're at on your journey. 
Yeah, I don't do a good job of being, of not being very transparent. So if my heart is not in my mind and if I'm not fully aligned with something, um, especially when it comes to relationships with other humans, like if there's something there, I can't pretend that it isn't. And I can't keep looking somebody in the eyes and saying like, let's continue cultivating this if I can feel an energetic shift happening away from that. That doesn't feel fair to me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I know that when you allow yourself to be open-hearted and communicate, even if it feels like what you're going to communicate is an ending, you know, when you allow yourself to communicate that, then it also gives the other person a chance to know what's happening and either accept or even, you know, say, hold on, hold on. Let me, let's talk about this before everything gets thrown away. And maybe the way that they handle it could bring a comeback around. You never know, but at least you give the, the space for all of that to happen. Totally. Totally. And I've actually had experienced that recently. It's where you are able to just be at such an authentic level with yourself and have, and trusting also that the person that's going to receive it is going to receive it in a, in a well-mannered way and not take it personal. And that was the gift for me that explaining the way that I was shifting my partner at the time was able to receive it so beautifully that it completely changed the dynamic. Like it was like, okay, it felt safe. Mm, and it felt something that we could both navigate together versus like, I got to do this on my own. I got to figure this out on my own and then make the decision on my own when it's actually a partnership. So I think touching that authentic authenticity portion of our relationship is so important, especially because I feel like I didn't have it in the past with myself. And therefore it turned into not have like the honesty and the authenticity with myself that it turned out to me not having it with a partner previously. So it's so important. Yeah. And those moments actually are what open up the space for greater intimacy mm-hmm. and facing that fear of what, what's going to happen after this, you know, am I going to be alone after this or how are they going to take it? But when you put everything out on the table, it gives you a chance to see how your partner can interact with that specific energy. And sometimes it can even lead to like, oh my God, I feel, I thought I was going to break up with you and now I'm trying to marry you. Like the way you just handled (laughs) that was gold. (laughs) I've been in a situation like that where like, I like hyped myself up and wrote everything down. I was like, okay, I meditated on it. I'm ready. You know, I'm going to go in. And like, I think that this is the end. And then I went in and laid everything out on the table. And then the way that they came at me was the most, it was like so conscious, so understanding, so beautiful. And I was like, I feel like this was a gift. This was such a gift that what I thought was almost turbulence. You know, now I feel even closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. The way somebody receives something makes all the difference. I do feel that I experienced that in my most recent partnership too, that this, this person was so calm and peaceful and accepting that it made it a safe space for me to speak my truth at all times. And that it definitely was a gift. I think every relationship that passes through our lives offers different gifts Mm. to heal different parts of ourselves. I think this idea of the, where I'm at in my life, this idea of the one does not really feel relevant. I feel that I personally believe that there are many, the ones 
I feel that there's so many different souls that come in at different stages of our lives to teach us something new about this life experience and about ourselves and to help us together in collaboration in the relationship, we can help both heal aspects of our lineage for each person. And that's beautiful when that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, this is why I love relationships so much and why, when I hear, and we've talked about this on the podcast, how people say you can't fully be in a relationship until you're fully healed because, and, and that's wild to me because I've, my relationships are what have helped me fully heal. You know, I, I'm thinking of one specific relationship where prior to that person, anytime that I was going to bring up an argument with any of my exes in the past, and even what I saw growing up, it, you couldn't just come up with a conflict without it turning into chaos. So I was always scared of bringing up any kind of conflict because to me, that meant an ending. That meant abandonment. That meant we're done. That meant, you know, that's the end. And I, one of my relationships that really helped me heal this, I, you know, face that fear of bringing in those that, uh, you know, those moments where prior they were scary, but in this particular relationship, this person sat with me and was like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. And we're going to talk through this. And even in the moments when I was like, oh my God, I have, you know, they would say like, say it, say, say what you're thinking. And I'm like, I have like, my throat is closing. I have no words. They would be like, well, I'm just going to sit here. Then no worries. Like we can sit here till it does come out or just say a few words and we'll connect them as we go. Hmm. And to me, I just felt my whole body, like going from a hardened wall to crackling down into an open soft heart again because oh my god this person's gonna stay with me through this and is, is willing to to not walk away when it gets hard so i think relationships can be so healing yeah that's so beautiful yeah that's a beautiful share and it is i mean relationships are our biggest mirrors like they're when I was like single for, cause I was before this past partnership, I was single for like a year and a half. And then I was like, my dog is the only like animal, I guess, or being that actually like triggers me because I haven't been in a relationship to like work with my frustrations or work with my anger and all of that stuff, because that's something in my past that I've been able to work with and heal. And I also have been given the opportunity, um, to have interactions where I can heal those parts, but that's why relationships are beautiful. And, you know, there's the one that gifted me safety. There's the one that gifted me honesty. There's the one that gifted me coming to my truth. And I like to think of the idea that all those ones eventually do lead to that person that deserves to be the person or be with the person deserves to be with the person that you deserve to be with. So it's like you both getting to that meeting point of all those, the ones leading into, you know, this really strong partnership that's going to last the rest of the, of your life, if not for a big portion of it. Um, so you can like co-create with the divine being the rooted force, the ground, um, where, you know, I, I would like to think that the one, if there is to be the one is one that is connected with the divine with God, with the universe, and that being the utmost important relationship for them as it is for me. And through this healing journey, I think a lot of the times when I have like closed up or created boundaries is because of my own fear of losing all this beautiful work that I've done with myself 
because of someone else's influence into my life. So like having those, you know, having all the little gifts that you've picked up along the way from the previous relationships, like having those be anchors, but really the biggest anchor is you yourself and the relationship that you have with yourself, which in return is the relationship you have with, with God. So, yeah. That's a really good way of saying it. The ones leading to the one. Is that how you said it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that feels, it feels true. Um, that I, I would like to think that too, that after you go through enough experiences of really learning and developing intimacy with yourself, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the gift that the relationships that I've had in my life have given me is what you said, like the gift of honesty, the gift of safety, the gift of showing me what's not aligned, the gift of showing me when I was abandoning myself, the, all those different layers that are revealed. Um, so in a way, each of those people were the one for that moment. And then eventually if you peel back enough layers, then maybe you do end up finding that mirror person, that person that is a much clearer mirror to you because you know where you're at, what you need and what helps nourish you to become the most expansive version of yourself. And you have so much clarity of that, of intimacy with yourself, that identifying a a more accurate mirror in a partner becomes easier. Totally, totally. So with that, I wanna jump into one of our questions. And this was actually a common theme in a few of our questions was the energy of fear And how do I know if I'm in the right relationship for the right reasons or in a relationship for the right reasons? Am I in this because I'm just comfortable and because it feels safe and I'm afraid to be alone or, you know, how, yeah. How can I identify that? That's a really great question. We're still working on it ourselves. (laughs) I say radical honesty. Like, like writing down all like the thoughts that come and the feelings that come, you know, whether they're temporary or not. Like, I think in this kind of situation, especially the safety and the comfort, it's, Mm. you know, a human being like needs variety. And sometimes when it's, you know, maybe I feel like maybe even just, again, having that conversation is your partner, someone that's safe enough for you to like, talk about how you're feeling how are they yeah. going to receive it? But most important, like radical, radical honesty with yourself. Cause I feel like sometimes like we even have so much fear of being honest with ourselves because we don't know what happens in the other side or what happens if you do adapt this thought as truth to you. Yes. Um, but sometimes that's what you have to do. And that's when you go back to love. Okay. Is this coming from fear? Is this coming from love? Yes. Some things that are difficult to hear do come from love. And, you know, it's the, the two words that came through as soon as you read it, it was like radical honesty with yourself. Yeah. You got to be honest with yourself to be able to identify if it's the right relationship for you or not. And sometimes that honesty, a lot of times that honesty is uncomfortable because as human beings, we want to find that safe landing place. We love our safety. And so when you find something that's nice and cozy, even if it's not, even if in your, 
in the seat of your soul, of your heart, you know that this isn't your final stop. You kind of want to, it's very tempting to want to stay there um, for as long as possible. What came for me as soon as, what came up for me as soon as you asked that question was um, if you find yourself wanting to change the person. Yes. Oh, or constantly teaching them and constantly wanting to like bring them along to where you want to go. And it's not seamless. It's you can, you can, I mean, I can feel when I'm in that space because it feels like my fire is not expanding to the full extent because the other person is meeting me there and we're both like blowing it out the water, but I'm like, come this way to where I think we should go but I like spending time with you. So just, just come with me over here. Um, when you find yourself trying to shift somebody's way of being and way of life. Yes. That is usually, that's the signifier for me that, okay, they, you guys might get along really well. There might be an awesome friendship there, but the ultimate destination of your journey in life is probably going in two directions. Yeah. Yes. And I was saying better like recognize it now than like wait later. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know how long this person has been in a relationship, but if it's like, you know, it's better to start asking these questions sooner than later. Asking yourself these questions. Yeah. Where I think this can get a little fuzzy, and this is what was coming up for me as you guys were talking, um, because this is what I personally did in my past was even in the beginning when I noticed that there are some red flags and I feel, and I start to feel the misalignment, misalignment in my body of the root. When you get really, really quiet and you don't even have to get quiet when you just go in real quick, you, you know, you, you know. know, when it's not right. And the mind will try to fight that over and over and over again, or maybe see it as something else. And we'd be like, maybe this is just not what I think it is, you know, cause you still want to stay with them and explore it. But the trap that I fall into is I'm really good at working on things and I'm down to explore things to a fault. So if I feel like, you know, I, I, I have found that in my, my life, I've had to get more balance where I don't just, if something's wrong, I don't just leave. And I don't, you know, without saying, saying anything, I go to the opposite direction of like, I call it out and I'm like, let's explore this, let's work on it. But then I get caught in the trap of like, now we're constantly always working on something rather than rather than just seeing we're not really expanding and growing. We're just looping around because we find something that's wrong. We work on it, but then we loop around because we're consistently finding places where we're misaligned. But because we really do care for each other's spirits, we hold on to each other so tightly. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, I think that's even like just a very normal social construct with love. And with relationships, you, you know, when I was making this, like a decision with my last partnership, who was so in alignment with me um, outside, there was like, just that deeper knowing that you're speaking of Valentina. And it's like, that to me is more significant than anything else. That's I, that any checklist that checks off. It's like, that's my inner compass telling me like, yes, this is beautiful. And also this is not it for what you want. And, um, and so many people would be like, well, nobody's perfect. You got to work through it. Love is something you got to work on. It's like, and it's like work it. I feel like love is something you get to work with, not work on. And, 
if that deep knowing, because I mean, you, you even see those relationships that people are complete opposites, but there's that deep fire, that deep love that was there rooted, regardless of the differences, regardless of the different faces in life that surpassed all the things, because that's something they got to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole, you know, I, I completely relate to what you said um, about working on things to a fault, because you just end up looping because the deeper core thing is not being addressed. Yeah. Yes. That's, so that's what why it is. you loop. Like it, it just shows up in different ways. That's what it is. It's where, and I don't even know if it's necessarily values or what that is not aligned. Cause I've been in situations where everything almost felt completely aligned, but then the issues that kept stemming out all came from one core thing of our specific beliefs and relationship with life. And I think that's a big part of it is your relationship with life mirroring each other in some way, because the direction that your soul is asking to grow has so much to do with the relationship that you have with life. Yeah. And if there's a misalignment there and you're trying to get somebody to have a relationship with life, that's more similar to the one that you have. And so you're constantly trying to teach them. Um, you're going to end up suffocating each other. And I think we can fall into that trap of kind of what you said earlier, Nicole, you know, but, you know, people will say, but nothing's perfect. And yeah, nothing is, you know, perfection. What is perfection? I don't know if it really exists, but at the same time, we, we do have to begin to wake up a little bit to when, when we're in that loop or when we sound like a broken record or when we're constantly coming back to the same thing over and over again. Because I've been in situations where I get along, you know, I've been with someone who in the 3D world, in the earth world, we're, we're great. Like we're both hard workers. We're aligning, like it's both inspiring each other, both whatever. But then that spiritual connection was gone. And then I've been on the other side of that where the spiritual connection was the strongest I've ever felt. But then when it came to the 3D physical world, some things were off. Hmm. And, you know, I found myself in both occasions being like, well, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's no one's ever, they're not, no one's perfect. No relationship is perfect. We're going to work on this. But then when I get down to the root of it, it's like, why did I feel that? And maybe, and, and for me, it came down to a fear of never finding anyone again who I could get this close to. Because what brought you close together in the first place was a deep chemistry and a deep connection. Mm-hmm. So then it's scary to, to say goodbye to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what though? It requires having faith. We all talk so much about faith. I mean, Valentina and Nicole, I know you both are deeply grounded in having faith. Um, and yeah, I think it has a lot to do with that because we're afraid to walk away thinking like, no, I have to stay here because I found something good. But if that's the relationship that is ultimately going to be your deepest partnership, I do believe there's nothing, even if, even if it ends for six months, even if a year goes by, even if you both have to go your separate ways, if there's a diff, if, if there's some personal development that has to take place on both sides before you are resonant with each other, if you're going to resonate with each other, eventually you're going to resonate with each other and 
trying to force it doesn't allow the unfolding of each individual person's path to take place the way it needs to. But if the faith is there and, and the trust in life is there, then wouldn't it then follow that you would come back together if that's what was meant to be? So this kind of ties into another question. Or Nicole, were you going to say something to that before? It, it just, it, when you're talking about those deep loves, you know, that's something that I've been navigating a lot because I've had two deep loves that I can like say. And like, now I feel safe to say that it's like, but I was such a part of that. And like, I, I've had that fear. It's like, oh my gosh, I already had two deep loves. Am I going to have another one? Like that's, it, it means, it seems like it's too much, Right. And then the reality of it is, is that I was, I was part of that, that came out of me. Mm, okay. I love that so much. That has been like the faith, like, you know, that the, the reassurance in my faith, when I come back to the faith of life is that I created that, 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 that feeling came out through me. And I believe in that life is going to provide someone that's going to be just as aligned with me. That's also going to have this deep connection. Yes. This reminds me of what my therapist told me when I was afraid of me and someone breaking up. And I was like, but they're so, you know, the connection we have is so amazing. They're so fun and they're so creative and they're so playful. And they're so, and I stated all these qualities and she was like, Valet, that's you. that's you're extremely playful. You're extremely creative. You're, and she listed all these things and, and she said, you know, and I've heard this before and and I've known it, but it it like really hit me when she said this, she was like every, when you are loving someone, something and someone else, that's a reflection of who you are. If it wasn't in you, you wouldn't acknowledge it to this degree in another person. You wouldn't see it. So that's also you. It's not, yes, they may be connecting with you on that level, but you're not only getting those things from them. That is from you too. That is from your heart. That is who you are. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's a really good reminder to keep in our back pockets Mm -hmm. in our hearts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I needed one. So the next question is pretty similar. If it's too similar, let me know, but I don't, I don't know. How do you avoid being in a relationship where you're, um, oh no, is that the one? So, okay. A, a fear of being alone. Where do we work on the fear of being alone? If you don't want to leave it yet. Did we kind of already answer that? I feel like we just kind of answered that. Is having faith. Loving yourself. Loving yourself. Like Yeah. The yes. first thing that comes up for me is self-intimacy. I think that's why the universe hasn't given me like my final, the one, which I guess I'm contradicting myself. Cause in the beginning I was like, there is no, the one I'm still figuring it out. The one that lasts a little longer than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> the long-term one, <laughs> the longest, longest term one. Um, but lately I kind of feel like the universe hasn't given me the one, <laughs> the one, one, um, because there's, there's layers, there were significant layers of self-intimacy that we're still missing. That I talked about this in the last podcast. Um, but I, in recent months, I feel like I've been breaking through 
places where I had abandoned myself and with more clarity than I've ever experienced in my life. And now as that happens, internal family system parts work has been a game changer for this. I'm developing intimacy with every part of who I am. And that it's that process is so warm and cozy when it really starts happening that the loneliness thing doesn't feel as scary because you become you yourself become the ultimate final the one the one the one it's you totally yes yes i remember writing this post that it was like through a download and i don't know what i went through but it was just like a poem that I wrote myself. And it's like, you're the one I've been looking for. You're the one, you know, and it's, that's another reminder to put in the back pocket. It's that self-intimacy, self-love. Like if you are afraid of being alone, what does that, what does that look like for you? What, what, what are the fears behind being alone and how can you give yourself the comfort through them? Get curious about the part of you that feels lonely get to know that part. And there's another layer of you there waiting to have intimacy with you. Okay. Next question. I love that. (laughs) I love it. Next question is, okay. I feel like I've been single and spent the last year and few months working on myself and unlearning a lot of behaviors that existed in my relationships and learning my own negative patterns to be able to be a better person but I have a fear of some of my toxic traits coming back up and that makes me nervous. What are some tools for one to not, what are some tools to not revert back to old patterns? It's scary to be confronted with your darker side and darker stuff. Once again, especially if you're someone who puts a lot of pressure on themselves to be the best that they can be. Get to know the part of you that puts a lot of pressure on you to be the best that you can be. Because there's there's definitely a positive side to that. But if it feels like pain and it feels like like stressful pressure, it's probably coming from fear. Mm-hmm. And that then that part of you needs some comforting and it needs to be shown that maybe it doesn't have to protect you so aggressively anymore. And also, we only really get to fully, fully, fully release those quote unquote toxic patterns in the relationship experience in, in the moment in real time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I say get out there and start meeting people. And I think this is why sometimes this idea of marriage that has been such a primary construct in our society has gotten in the way of authentic flow in relationships, because we think we're supposed to go out there and find the one, the one, the one, the one right away. And so you put so much pressure on whoever you meet versus let me just stay open and allow people, allow relationships and experiences to flow in. And if it's meant to be, it'll organically stick. But in the meantime, you are, you and whoever flows into your experience are learning so much from each other that it's worth it's worth doing it, even if it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also, I believe that when something comes up for us to heal, it comes up for us to heal. So if there is a sticky moment in a relationship and it feels like, oh my God, I thought I got over this. I thought I healed this. And now it feels like it's there. It's a replica of what I used to go through. 
how I have handled that in my personal relationships is I have actually voiced that to the person that I was with of, Hey, I've actually had this pattern of shutting down and not even realizing when I shut down. So if I go missing, or if it looks like I have brought up a wall, I give you full permission to say something to me or, you know, just letting you know, letting you know what the deal is. Cause this is something that I do want to work through and I don't want to close up to you. I don't want my heart to close up to you, but sometimes it can come out without me even noticing. And sometimes, you know, you may be with someone who's like, what the fuck is she talking about? I'm not here for this. And then they're not the one for you. Or you could be with someone who's like, thank you so much for your authenticity and for allowing me to be able to get closer to you. Yeah. That's such a cool experience when that happens. I know you're like, yes. So it's such a cool experience when, when you, I feel like so many of us have that little pattern of be, of shutting down and becoming silent because of having experiences in the past or growing up where you express something and people became aggressively emotional when you spoke your truth. So a lot of us have shut down certain mm-hmm. parts of our truth. And so when you get to, as a result of this process, you lean in just a little further when you feel like pulling out, you just lean in just a little further and that other person catches you yeah, and receives it and is calm about it and says, thank you for sharing. And everything stays kind of regulated. It feels like a tectonic shift in your inner world because we really only heal those wounds in real time. So it's a corrective emotional experience. Now your brain and your nervous system has data that it can be different. Yes, totally. Totally. Compassion, grace and compassion is what came through. It's, you know, not even like prepping saying, oh, these are all my faults like this. Here you go. It's more like this is what's happening. Like what you said, it's happening real time. And giving and then also like the person may not receive it well. And then, you know, there's that fear. It's like, well, if they don't receive it well, then how am I going to be with it? So I would say the best tool is, you know, what something that Paula loves talking about, but like, like self, like emotional regulation, central, central nervous system regulate regulation, just knowing the tools that support you in getting back to center and no one expects you to be perfect. Like your triggers are your gifts. And if you, if we have been working through this, cause I, I relate to that. I was here, I was single for a while before I jumped into something deeper um, is letting those, letting your progress show up and not expect that what, that you already got rid of all those triggers. Like, that's not the point. The point is how you are able to be with them mm. and grace and compassion is the first thing that comes to mind. Like you are going to regress and grow in really, if you get in, if you take such a break, and you get into our relationship, your, those triggers may show up and it's going to be okay. It's very likely that they will. It's all about how you are with them. Are you judging them? Are you judging yourself that they're coming back? Because if so, then that means you're still holding on to them. Yeah. And those can be some of the biggest healing moments that have a ripple effect in our life. I was in, this is a personal share. And I'm like, Valentina, are you going to regret this? But you know, Love you, pretty mental fam. I was in a, my past experiences in relationships was that they, and I kind of referred to this earlier, but they would leave or they would shut down 
when I brought up something that was a problem, right? And so I have this, this big fear of, of abandonment because it actually happened over and over and over again of, you know, when I would bring something up or something would happen in the relationship, I would have partners who were like, mm, maybe we're just not meant to be together. And that would be the first line of action for them. Maybe we're just not meant to be together. Maybe this isn't a line. Maybe what we're just so different. So then for me, it meant, oh my God, when I bring something up, I have the potential of being abandoned, abandoned. What's the word? Abandoned. <laughs> Abandoned. Abandoned. Band-aid. <laughs> I am a band-aid. <laughs> when I I had a moment um with someone who I was dating and they they did like a quick joke of something, which was like essentially like that they were gonna leave. Right. Which I like not cool anyway, not a funny joke, but I and leave as in like they're done. And I sat there and I felt myself completely closing up, just like, like turning into ice. And I went completely silent and they saw just the blank stare in my eyes. And they're like, I'm just kidding. Calm down. But in that moment, I had actually, I was going back into a trauma state fully because my experience growing up was being abandoned by the males in my life. And I, I was just, I couldn't even get in contact with my deeper emotional sense of anything. I just felt unsafe. I felt scared, everything. And then in that moment, the hardest thing for me to say, which I got myself to say it was I have, um, like it's, this is like very sensitive for me, but I have a really big fear of people just completely tapping out. And by all means, if you do want to go, go, I'm not going to stop you, but just letting them know what was coming up and why I couldn't even talk. I was like, this is just a, a big fear moment for me. And then they came right up to me and looked me right in the eyes and got really close. And they were like, I am not going anywhere. And in that moment, I just started bawling my eyes out and I could not stop crying. And it was this release that came from like the nucleus of my cells. I had not cried like that in a long time. And just hearing that and just having someone be able to help me heal that that, that wound of seeing that not everyone is going to leave. And I don't even know if it was not that everyone's going to leave, but having someone who was willing to stand there with me kind of straighten their back and quote unquote, like be a man about it. Like, I'm not going to move. I'm going to sit here and we're going to talk about what you're going through. I'm not just going to abandon ship. And to hear that, like, it was one of the most healing moments for me. And I slept better that night. I was clearer the rest of the week. It healed because our one part of our, you know, when we're holding a little bit of trauma, it affects everything else in our lives. And when we heal one thing, it kind of has a ripple effect in our bodies and in our minds and our spirits where we free up a little bit more. So all of that to say, I think that when we're in a relationship, if we can just get ourselves to do that scary thing of being super vulnerable, because I easily could have been like, I have a fear of, you know, people tapping out and they'd be like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like I really risked them reacting however they wanted to. But at that moment, I was like, I have nothing to lose. And I'm just going to say what it is. Um, and it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It gave me a chance to heal. So I think that if we can get ourselves to just be as authentic as possible and just be completely fearless about it and not having an expectation for how someone is going to react and doing it for ourselves, like I'm just going to voice everything for me. They can leave if they want, they can react how they want. 
And from that reaction, I will still take responsibility for how I'm going to move forward, but I'm no longer going to keep everything in. I'm no longer going to hide everything. I'm no longer going to stay in this small cave in order to be safe. Amen to that. Yeah. I hope like that. I think the biggest challenge is just keeping your heart open and, you know, going into relationships or even attempting going to meeting people, but then having this fear of being hurt or, you know, because that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. Like you could have been driven by fear and kept that bottled up or made it seem like it was no big deal. Um, because you think that that's going to keep you safer Mm -hmm. than to actually hurt, hurt. And if anything, you're just oppressing. And like that, that was a moment that you opened up your heart. And that is when magic happens. That is when miracles happen. That is the time, the moment that, that, that person felt compelled to be with, with you. If that person felt drawn to be with you and share that energy, loving, open hearted space with you. Yeah. And I think it can be such an illusion to be like, no, I'm going to be strong about this and just, you know, not say anything. And we're just going to keep moving. And that can, that can almost feel like strength, but the, the strongest thing is to allow yourself to be like the weakest, you know, in a sense of just like take everything and, you know, here, just hear what this is. And I'm just going to let it out. Like that is, that's fucking scary. That's right. strength. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's the, the my one of my teachers. She's like, it's not about being because what you're describing is like being tough, tough skin, mm. thick skin. Mm. You know, like I can take it. That is so much easier than the weaknesses, and the weaknesses is the strength. Being able to be that vulnerable is strength. Mm-hmm. When you when you silence yourself to keep the peace, you start a war inside yourself. It's so true. I became more aware of that in this last partnership than anything. That's why I just made it a challenge to myself that I was going to almost like word vomit as a practice in that relationship. And the thing is, I practiced that from the very beginning. So this is where you kind of find out early on whether your authenticity is something that's welcome in the partnership. If you're honest from the beginning, like when you get to the experience that Valentina just described, like you're not going to start off with that one that comes later, that level of depth, that level of being also affected if somebody leaves and, and that level of sensing that this person can probably hold you having the most open heart possible. That's why it's so important from the very beginning to be as authentic and honest as possible. So you can find out each step of the way that this person has the capacity to hold your truth because we also want to be discerning, right? We don't just want to like be out there giving our most vulnerable, sacred parts to anybody and just like, well, I hope they catch it. <laughs> That's like an opportunity. It's like, hey, Kevin, I met you one week ago, but I have a fear of abandonment. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all the lists. Here's all the exactly. You know. That comes later. Yeah. You find out little by little. You find out when you when you're able to hold them accountable for not calling you back. When you're able to hold them accountable or express your truth that you were something earlier that day made you uncomfortable. And and you can start seeing how they respond to that. And the relationship gets new depths and then new layers come out, right? Sometimes I think people have the idea that or can have the idea that they're going to 
just reveal everything right away to create intimacy. But like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you want, there's also an element of discernment in this process of, of pacing yourself emotionally so that the person on the, on the person in partnership with you can show you that they actually do have the capacity to meet you there. Mm-hmm. So when do you, with what you were just saying, when do you know when it's time to be able to open up? Because for people who maybe are a little bit more afraid, they can find themselves like nine months in and they have only put a pinky toe into the relationship. I think each person needs to, if you feel like, if you feel a knot in your throat and you feel like you're spinning around in your head with things that you wish you were saying, chances are you're holding things back that are not, it's not in your best, it's not benefiting you. Yeah. Because when you are being authentic and honest each step of the way, there's, there's, there's a grounded peace. Like you are able to just be present. You're not ruminating on the relationship. You're not ruminating on what, how that person is irritating you. You're not ruminating on what's working when you're fine. When you're having this one-sided experience of the relationship that the person has no idea about, Hmm. you're, you're repeating patterns of silencing yourself and of avoidance. So that's why like each step of the way, just continue, especially if you have avoidant tendencies in your pattern, continue to, to word vomit to a certain extent, you know, obviously don't start off with your deepest traumas and wounds. Like, don't do that. Use discernment. Yeah. But each level of the way, like, Hey, I thought you were going to call me back. What happened? Sometimes yeah. people think to play it cool. They're going to just like not mention it and act like they, you know, whatever. It didn't affect me. That's not helping anybody because that, that's not transparent and authentic. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I witnessed this with one of my friends who was pretty newish into dating this one person. And he had been really like not great in his communication and he would kind of be very respond way later. And then the plans would fall through and whatever. And there was one moment where it happened again. And I think being so new, you could easily have the thought of, you know, I don't know, he's going to think that, or he or she's going to think that this is just, I'm bringing up too much. We're still so new. Like I can't be this needy with whatever or claiming your needs, letting people know. I think people can get stuck in wanting to be very honest, but my friend actually took the approach of like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not cool that I don't really deserve. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve, you know, being, all of our plans falling through and this and that and such spotty communication. And, but she did it in a very calm, grounded, just matter of fact way and not punishing him for anything, just like kind of laying it out. And he came back with, you are completely right. You don't deserve that. You know? So I I think that a lot of us can be scared to claim our needs in the beginning as well when it is early on, because they might think we're too much, but I, I think that even in the beginning too, yeah, start claiming your needs and not in a sense and not from a place of like, I need this, 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 and this, but this is just, you know, what, what I need. And, and if we're in a, we're in alignment with that, then we can continue forward. And if we're not like no harm, no foul, we can just go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Neither of us needs to, we don't need to completely like fight like crazy for this. If this is just, you're not cool with my needs and I'm not cool with yours. So let's just get honest about how we, how we move how each of us move. Right. I think that fear of being needy has hurt so many people. I definitely used to have that in my younger days where I didn't want to come off too needy as a way to kind of stay in control. Um, And that was so twisted because 
you want to express your truth to the person that's supposed to, that's going to be a partner. It's like starting a business. Are you like not going to tell your admin? Like <laughs> totally. Hey, I need you to be here at 9 a.m. I don't want I don't want my admin to think I'm too much, you know, and if we're willing to be that direct in a business that doesn't hold the most sacred parts of your soul in the way that an intimate relationship does, then why don't we do that in our relationships? So it's like you're not asking for too much. You just may be asking the wrong person, but you don't get to know that if you don't speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think the it's the power of intention. I, I feel like I mean that in our face of life in this, in this circle, but then I would assume the listeners too, they're conscious. They're wanting to have a conscious way of living, um, an honest way of living and intention, having a clear intention in the relationship requires you speaking those needs requires you getting clear on your values requires getting you getting, it invites you to get clear on what you want. And when you're able to bring that right there, like you can save yourself so much time suffering of while you're trying to figure it out, holding nine months, you know, like it's not, that's not fair to you. Mm-hmm. But if you create, you know, if you create the space for you to get clear on what you want and then have the power in your truth to speak your intention and have a conversation of intention with someone, then that's gonna, that's gonna change everything. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, that's, that's such a strong foundation to start any type of partnership, relationship, dating situationship romantic interest, which is what I, I, I called my past partner, you know, cause we never did the whole boyfriend, girlfriend thing, but I was like, he's my romantic interest. Um, it's, it's just so powerful. And I would feel like the listeners to this podcast would want something more conscious and not playing around the games of, Oh, I don't want to seem too needy. I don't want to, you know, it's more of what, who am I mm-hmm. get clear in who you are. This you know, is where I, I, no, you were mentioning like how people feel like they may heal to get their relationship. That's not really the case. It's just recognizing who you are, you know, getting clear with who you are in every step of the way. And that may change as you heal, but knowing who you are, I feel like is so important before any entanglement. Mm-hmm. And I, this is where the self-intimacy and self-love really comes into play because if someone does reject that, we can take it as a rejection of us and we can internalize that where, you know, we can practice moving forward if when we say our needs or state what we want, if someone ignores it over and over and over and over again, or if they react in a way that kind of reject where they reject that, this is where we can back, come back to ourselves and remember to not abandon ourselves and remember to first be with ourselves first and not bend over backwards to make this person work. But understand that I have needs and I'm not asking too much, just like they have needs and they're not going to be asking too much, you know, so I'm going to respect what I need in this lifetime because, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm constantly having to reopen my heart to the same person over and over and over again, because they're doing our interactions are causing me to close up over and over again. That's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we don't want to, if, if, if we flip the table, we don't want to be nine months down the line with somebody. And then suddenly now they're sharing what all their needs were. So then it's like, it's, it can be a little bit of a bait and switch too. If we think like, no, I need to wait forever um and play that game before I can really open up what my needs are and how I like to move in a relationship then if you're finding that out nine months down the line you've already invested so much time and effort into what you thought the relationship was so just the sooner we can be honest 
um, the better. I think our, like you were saying, Nicole, people that are tuning into this podcast and people that are on this healing consciousness journey want these very transparent, conscious relationships. We don't want the games that past generations played and that some people still play where like you don't talk about politics and religion on the first date. Like that's advice that I've gotten from past generations, humans, right? And it's like, for us, it's like, oh no, no, no. Like that's totally, everything is up for conversation on the first date. Maybe not my deepest traumas, like have some discernment, but you, your beliefs, what, what your North star is in life, what you're moving towards, what your relationship is with life, um, the direction you want to evolve in, how the kind of consistency that you like to experience. And, you, and it doesn't mean starting out with this like rigid drill master list of like, I expect you to always call me back when every time I call or check in with me twice a day or, you know, whatever, like it does not have to be like that. Just in the moment, if something doesn't feel, if something doesn't feel good, allow yourself to speak on it. And so that way it's a relationship so that the other person can be involved in negotiating the terms of the relationship and, and where you guys can meet each other in the middle. But I mean, you can mm -hmm. only do that negotiation if you're open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That conversation of intention I, I, on the third date of my past relationship, I was, cause I'm, I'm pretty clear on what I want and that I brought that to the table and it was uh, that, that night was like one of the best nights, one of the best dates I've been on. Cause it was just two human beings being completely open, speaking about each other's dreams and the intention that we want to bring into the space. And the, the, the best gift that that gave me is that I attracted that, you know, to that person that's been doing all the work and hasn't put themselves out there. Like you're going to attract all the healing that you've done. And that only means it only gets better from here. As long as you keep staying true to yourself and to, to your truth, it, it will only get better from here. <laughs> this is reminding me of a meme that I saw that was like, <laughs> say no to Scott Disick so you can make room for Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of messed up. But I'm like, low key. Yeah. That kind of that kind of did that did come up for me as you were talking, Nicole. Like the Travis Barker thing. No. <laughs> oh, I was like, you saw that too. <laughs> the more it, the statistically. I think, I, yeah, I saw this thing. It was like statistically, like we've avoided our first divorce, you know, with the way that society goes um, in the, 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 how many people end up getting divorced anyways in this society. So like the more, the most consciousness and truth and authenticity that you can bring each step of the way, you actually get to avoid deeper suppression and bigger calamities in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And as you were talking, I could feel my heart open, 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 because when you do experience that moment with someone who you can hold their truth and they can hold your truth. And it's this level of, you know, being able to be so authentic, it just brings such a deep level of intimacy that you're like, oh my God, everything in life is love. It all does come back to love. It really does come back to love. Cause when you feel that love in connection with someone else it opens your heart to life mm -hmm. right isn't that the whole point of relationship not just not just have a partner that you can bring with you to holiday gatherings 
that's that's just surface but actually to have that experience of into me see mm -hmm. it's a sacred beautiful experience to get to live that not just show that to the world of like yes i yes i'm in a partnership or i have it all like on the outside it looks perfect but we're not really seeing each other and we're not really resonating with each other but we have to stay together because this is what's comfortable that creates all other kinds of fallout so just being able to hold front and center that idea of into me see can this person hold my truth and can we have that level of openness and intentionality with each other every step of the way even if that means eventually you realize like hey this isn't our season has come to pass Like we're no longer, our journeys are asking us to go in different directions and that's okay. It was still a beautiful, beautiful life experience to get to share however long with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a gift. Mm -hmm. And I, that goes into conscious uncoupling. That was a question on here. I, it wasn't really a question, just the term conscious uncoupling was sent our way. But that reminds me of what that is, is where when you are, parting ways from someone, it is from such a grounded, conscious place of you've provided me, you know, you shared your heart with me. I've shared my heart with you. You've helped me heal. I've helped you heal. We've created so many beautiful moments. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Mm. And from here, you know, let us expand in the ways that we need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can look so different for so many relationships, but, um, No, uh, um, conscious uncoupling became simple when there has, there was honesty in the relationship, when there was authenticity mm -hmm. and it's, you know, like this past, um, the most recent one, it was just so, it was so beautiful that it's like, okay, all these beautiful things are happening yet. There's that deeper knowing that it's, you know, I, I must move on. And being able to speak that to that person about exactly what I was feeling, not necessarily not having to do anything about them is also taking like personal responsibility when uncoupling. It's like, oh, because you did this, then that's mm -hmm. why I can't, you know, it's taking responsibility, taking accountability on how you showed up in the relationship or what you want to attract. And if you're having an uncon if you're having a conscious uncoupling, that means that both people are not going to take things personally too. You know, yeah. um, that, and if, if it's, if that's not the case, then it's not the case, but again, like, how did I show up in the relationship from the beginning to the end? Was I honest? Was I kind? Um, you know, there's this, that, a big theme towards, because this was one of the most honest relationships I've had. It was the most honest relationship I've had actually. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just too honest that I was hurting someone. And uh, Taylor Swift's lyrics kept coming into mind, like um, cruel in the name of honesty, casually cruel in the name of honesty. I wanted to make sure that I, I was being kind with that other person's feelings and speaking to that. Hey, I want to make sure to that. That was a gift to him. Me mentioning that I was shifting or that there was things going on and him not taking it personally. That was a gift to him. It was an invitation to him. So it's. Um, yeah conscious uncoupling it's a thing and you can now honor and see and love each other 
from a different space. Mm. So another question that came up is, what do you do when you've been seeing someone, but they can't commit to a relationship? I have so many more questions um, for that question. I know there's, there's layers to this. There's so many, cause it's like how deep, how long have you been dating? How like there, there were more questions that came up for me too, but I'm like, but okay. So if it feels like you are in a place that what you're needing in order to feel safe is commitment and that person can't give you that your psychological and nervous system safety always comes first because if that's the path to more consciousness and that's the path to healing and so if somebody's doesn't isn't giving you that and you the relationship is starting to cause you anxiety it's not safe and if we don't feel safe in our relationships that has really a really detrimental impact on our mental health because our relationships are kind of like the nest of our nervous system. Mm -hmm. Our relationships have such an impact on every other aspect of our life. And also I'm assuming that you've this person has voiced this to their partner. You know, I want a relationship and assuming that, if someone on the other side just isn't ready to meet you there, then that's just not where they, where they are at in the, on their journey and pulling someone on our journey is never a good recipe. It's not, it's not a recipe for expansion or growth. It's a recipe for what we talked about earlier of we're looping back around to a problem. We can only, we cap our growth. We cap our growth with that person and therefore with ourselves. Yeah. Also, there's different levels of commitment too. like, it doesn't have to go to the, we belong to each other forever and for always right away. Like a, you can totally start out with pretty early on with asking for physical commitment in terms of sexual intimacy for the, for your sexual energetic health. Like that's a conversation I believe you can have as early on as you feel like having it. There is no like the moment you start being physically intimate with each other, even before that, you you are one million percent allowed to get clear on like, hey, are you with other people? Like, even if we don't want to call this boyfriend and girlfriend thing, I want full clarity on what your sexual life looks like. If I'm going to bring my sacred vessel of this body into a co-experience with you. And it doesn't mean we're walking around the world like this is my boyfriend, girlfriend. But so you can have that level of commitment first. Yeah. And then the others follow. <laughs> yeah. And I think that when we get into a situation where we are asking someone to do something for us and they're not ready to do it as well for them, then we're always going to subconsciously know that even if they decide to be in the relationship, we're going to know that they're only doing this for us. So then are we even going to be able to have full trust for them? Cause that's not actually what they originally wanted. So we're better off if we just respect what is, even though it is painful, even if you love them and you know, they love you, it doesn't mean they don't care about you, but that's just where they're at. You know, just, you have to respectfully you don't have to, but I, I would, you know, I feel like it would be good to respectfully just walk away and 
and then let that person sit in their stillness too. Cause you never know once they're in their stillness and you're not there, then they can see, Oh, I don't want to lose this person. I don't. And you know, I'm not saying walk away to threaten them, but just sometimes space is good. So everyone can see what they actually want. Cause sometimes if you are in, if you stay put in the same place, but someone's refusing to be in a relationship with you, then they still have you. And they get all the benefits of being in a relationship with you without you getting what you want. And you're abandoning yourself. Totally. Yeah. If you stay somewhere and, and you know that that's, it's not honoring your needs, you're abandoning yourself for the sake of keeping someone else there. And like we said, if, when you abandon yourself, you stop liking yourself. Yeah. And so you start losing more and more confidence and you allow more and more of your needs to be overlooked. And it becomes this really vicious cycle that before you know it, you might be walking away a year down the line, uh, psychologically uh, distraught because you did, you abandoned yourself for someone else. And that is never going to show up well for our mental health, for our spiritual health, for our soul health, for our physical health. Mm. Yeah. Just short-term, get clear on what you want and honor it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard. Yeah. This stuff is and never easy, man. Especially I don't know. For, you hear that, oh, I'm afraid of commitment. And it's like, okay, well, how are you showing up with that fear? Are you just using it as an excuse to not meet me in the middle or are, you, or are you working with that fear of commitment? You know, that's a whole conversation. Like I I'm clear with what I want, which is commitment. If that person is afraid of commitment, how are they showing up to it? Yeah. Are they healing it? And if then they're, they're not, then they're not going to meet you there. Not right now, at least. And someone can even help you heal that too. This is where I like just voice it all. I've been in a situation where I was scared to get closer because to me, being in a relationship meant the end of freedom. Because mm. I had been in situations where in order to be in that relationship, I had to make myself extremely small and I had to abandon parts of myself to exist in that relationship and put myself in a cage essentially. So then after that, I was like, okay, you know, so relationships really mean once you're in them, it's you start to really compromise a lot of parts of yourself in order to be good. And then I voiced that to someone that I was with and they were like, I, I want to fan your wings. You know, I, I want you to be liberated. I want to, I want to challenge that with you because I feel like, you know, you should be even freer when you are in a relationship. And to me, that was so wild. I'm like, you can be freer in a relationship than you are when you're single, you can still be the highest expression of yourself. And I really did not think that was possible, but just that's why, you know, dating, dating is good. Putting yourself out there is good. Being honest with what you want and being honest with your own challenges is good because it allows you to heal and it allows you to see what's actually possible. What a gift. Mm. You've been given so many gifts, Valentina. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so beautifully for you. Yeah. You know, Yes. Yes. And I, my heart is just really, really filled with, with love for what I've been able to experience. And 100% it is because this beautiful person was on their own journey as well. But I will also say it was because I showed up for myself and allowed myself to, I opened my heart and I allowed 
you know, I took the chance of being rejected of being like, I'm just going to put all of this out there because if I go back to the past where we didn't grow, it was because I was really scared and I didn't meet my needs first. And I met their needs first. But when I started making the decision of, you know what, this is just what it is. This is who I am. This is what I'm working with. Then the other people are really able to show up and, and work with me. But, you know, that's also not the case. You're not always going to meet people who are willing to show up and help you fly. Mm-hmm. But they but are out there. Right. And you're only going to know if somebody is going to do that or not do that if you speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. With rejection, it's... um. And this is something I, I'm still working with myself, but it's when I'm afraid or when I don't speak my truth because of the fear of being rejected, I'm already rejecting myself. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's fact. When we're not doing something because of the fear of rejection, we're, we're doing, we're already doing it to ourselves. And it, that's such a deep truth that like it, it needs to be processed in different layers. And it's something that I'm still working with, but I mean, it's true. <laughs> You're already yeah. saying, yeah, don't speak your truth. That's already a rejection right there in the sake of someone else. So why not allow someone else to reject you when by, by not rejecting yourself? Mm-hmm. And self-love. I, I think maybe we end at this next question. Cause we still have a few, so we did not get to all of them, but maybe we can do a part two another day, you guys. And if any other questions come up after this, send them in. Cause these are fun. But this last one that we have is, excuse me, is, is it fair to date or hook up if you have zero intention of a future with them? Am I wasting their time? Yeah. Is that unfair? I go ahead. Not, not if you're honest about it. Mm. it's it's about consent if you're fully honest about it and that works for them too enjoy your time (laughs) but if you're if you're afraid of speaking the truth of what your intention is because you don't want to lose them then it's a harsh word but it's manipulative because you're you're bringing somebody in under a false premise. But if you speak your truth and you say, "Hey, that's what I that's what I intend," and they're totally okay with it, then yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what came up for me. If you can tell them, I want to journey with you and have fun with you for a while. But you know, in all transparency, I'm not ready for a partnership, or I don't want a partnership right now. In my life, I just want something a little more casual. And if they're cool with it. Blast off, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the intention is there too. You know, intentions have to be something so deep. It's just like, what's the intention of this connection? Yeah. Well, it is. It could be super casual and full blast, or it could be like death. Mm -hmm. Deeper layers. Yeah. So, you know, like they say, by the third date, then you should sleep with them or like, it's okay to sleep with them or whatever. Like by the third date, it's okay to have the conversation of intention. <laughs> That'll be like the biggest advice. Um, it's have that conversation. That, what's the intention behind this connection conversation? And I think that's yeah. some, something that it's definitely worthy of a third date type of thing. We want to create steps into conscious dating. Yeah, I think third date is is a, a good little marker. So you're not too intense about it. I remember I went on a date with this one guy one time that was like 
he essentially told me on the first date he was looking for a wife. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm totally open to where something can evolve, but hearing that so aggressively on the first date can kind of scare you a little bit. So it's okay to pace it too. And third date is probably a good marker for intention, but really just whenever you feel like it, yeah. the right, the whenever right person, right. <laughs> the right person is going to be able to hold your truth. Just make yeah. sure you do say it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speak it up. Speak it up. And have clear energy and whatever you're working with, it's best to just have the cleanest, clearest energy, you know, just voice everything, put it all out there. Let them speak to you. Cause then when you do that, you, the universe speaks through you, mm -hmm. you allow for the greatest healing to come through, even if it is something casual. Totally. totally. It was um, the, this, what is coming through with the one with like this person is like, well, I want a wife. It's like, he wasn't already enjoy like an, allowing himself to enjoy that one night with you. Cause yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. I think that's where you have perhaps your resistance with the term of the one, because of our, approach or journey to get to the one like it's it's a destination we sometimes completely are blinded by what's right here and don't get to really witness it and and experience it and enjoy it and that and grab the little gifts like what a disservice to that man that he's so you know it's beautiful that he's clear and then also he got to miss out like a whole present date because he's thinking of well i just need a wife and everything else is going to be crossed out that's not going to be a yes to that. Yeah. I think when we're too focused on the destination, it can feel like the person just wants you to kind of fill a job description. It's like, wait, what about my whole soul? You know, let it organically evolve too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, that's it for now. Does anything else, is anything else coming up for y'all? No, you feel complete. Yeah. That feels pretty complete. Yeah, I feel Keep complete. The heart open. Yeah, that's what I was literally just about to say that <laughs> I was just about to say that exact thing. Keep your heart open at the end of all of this. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. I've had conversations with people where they've been like, I'm just so tired of it. I'm tired of the breakups. I'm tired of getting my heart hurt. And I empathize so deeply with that. And I hear that because I've been in that situation too, where I'm like, again, you know, <laughs> and at the same time, it's so worth it. Let your heart break, let it break over and over and over again. Keep it open. That's the point of this life. You know, love. What is all of this without love? Not worth it. <laughs> we don't know. We can't know yeah. who we are without somebody mirroring that back to us. Yeah. 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 So the, the journey of life is a journey of relationship. It makes us all, yeah, it makes us all worth it. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a quick question for you guys. Um, and it, this one just came up to my mind was what's the best dating advice someone gave you? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I, I don't have just, I don't have one specifically. Is there one that sticks out? I don't know if this is, I feel like the best dating advice I've gotten is just the accumulation of my healing journey. And for me, most recently it's been 
it, it feels like it came from within, from my higher guidance, which was when you feel like pulling back, lean in just a little bit more in terms of speaking my truth. Um, somebody might've shared that with me, but I just know it started coming out of like my own inner wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Nicole. For me, it's just stay present, like uh, let, let things unfold right in front of you. Um, that, that, that board of discernment is so powerful, you know, break, let your heart break over and over again, but then also know that your discernment and your boundaries were so placed and so anchored mm-hmm. to simplify it, be clear on what you want and know that whenever you are a yes to something, you're a no to something else and vice versa. And that's what the beautiful thing about clarity is. Mine comes from my mommy and my grandma. And they would always tell me, date, 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 date. And for me, I'm like, that sounds exhausting. You know, just go around and and date a bunch of people. And, but now I see the the wisdom in that, because every new person opens you to a new part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that means like be a serial dater and you just want to, you know, check, check where you're at when you're doing all of this. But, but for me, they were giving me this because I didn't want to, I wanted to hold on to what I had, even if it was not right. And they wanted me to go out there and explore the world and see what was out there and see that it, I actually could have my needs met. And I actually could meet people who were willing to meet me halfway or full on. Yeah. Getting clear with what you want and you'll attract it. That, that this it's, it's such a big Testament getting clear what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back, you know, I, I didn't have a relationship in this conscious journey that I started until way later but now I can go back on all my past relationships and up, obtain those gifts and get clear on what I want and the and like you said like the layers of me that I got to meet through them and then that is the list it's like all the parts that you love of yourself is the list that you can bring forth and someone that's going to meet you their will and I do feel I do have faith in that and someone that doesn't then it's not worth it because then I get to choose myself first every single time and that's I mean, I love it. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. Okay, ladies, I think we're good. Mm -hmm. We love you, Pretty Mental Fam. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Nicole, where can everyone find you? Um, Evolve Coaching on Instagram, um, evolveco.com. If you just want to see a a landing page with a little more depth of what I do. Um, But yeah, just help, help beautiful beings connect the head to the heart so they can live with clarity with purpose and love is the driver of that Mm. and we'll put all of that all of your links in the show notes for anyone who wants to dive deeper with you sounds good thank you thank you both for having me love you both very much this was very yummy i appreciate you we honor you you. and i see you love you yeah we love you this was so much fun uh we'll we definitely have to do it again Mm -hmm. yeah it's you bring a, a really cool energy dynamic into the usual me and Valentina. <laughs> you know what? We also, I would love for us to include a male in this. 
Yes. We got to, you know, so everyone keep your eyes open. Send us recommendations, Nicole. Bring one of your friends in if you know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that definitely the, the feminine and masculine energies into a relationship component. It's such a yummy thing to touch um, mm-hmm. that kept coming forth. But definitely having that male representation would be a much fairer thing. All right, Pretty Mental family, tune in with us uh, every Monday. Come chat with us on Instagram at Pretty Mental Official. Check us out on YouTube where you can see my face go from bright to dark because of the sunset. I need professional lighting. (laughs) I keep saying this. One day it'll happen. We love you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Los queremos mucho. Los queremos mucho. And remember that all parts of you are welcome here. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>